Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bexman. Because of what you said earlier, my brain keeps on thinking the phrase Scotty Cotati. Scotty Cotati? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, okay, it's, the Cotati. Yeah, it's all I can think about right now. Draw like a, uh, a Cotati version of Cyclops. It'd be Scotty Cotati. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a shirt that's going to have to come soon. Alright, I should be all awake right now. That's good, because... All been... this caffeine and nicotine running through my system. It's good, because I've been recording. Your uh, mom's going to be upset when she listens to this and hears that you've been using nicotine. The boxes are right there. <laughs> my office is the living room, and they're right there on the shelf in my office. For shame. Welcome to this issue of Mexmen. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And today we're going to be covering Black Vortex Part 2. Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask. This might actually ruin it, because I actually meant to ask this beforehand. Are we cool to mention that we actually lost Part 2, and we're going to talk about Part 2 now? That's fine. Sweet. Probably should. Alright. <laughs> just in case we accidentally slip up, because like, I can't act like we didn't just finish this dumpster fire of a story. Yeah, and that we're being forced to go back into it for continuity. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's inherently not as good the second time around. I... Except for this time, so don't turn <laughs> on the No, no, I... shut up, Justin. <laughs> we're already so great that when we take one step down, we just, you know, even the playing field. Well, the the good news is though that I remember us recording part two, and we were not in it. So <laughs> I I don't think we can be as bad as the first time we did part two. That's why I had to get all hyped up? I had to do that line of nicotine gum. Yeah, I didn't have that dope ass Scotty Cotati line in the first part. Maybe now that we took like a break from the book, it'll be better. Yeah. I went back and I skimmed it and I was like, all right, this is still bad, but it makes, <laughs> like, I feel like I was, it was making a little more sense there. At least like, I feel like I know how to convey it better this time than I did last time, but oh boy, does it suck. <laughs> <laughs> so starting with, uh, all new 39, I guess. Um, Yeah. This is like the coolest one just because I think this is Bendis' tie-in, uh, the all-new ones, and so the art's the coolest, and it like it's super intense, and then we lose all that intensity as soon as we get out of this. Like, they promised like some crazier shit is about to go down than what actually went down. Oh, also, and this is going to be like a weird thing, um, because in the last, well, and what's going to be the next... Episode because we covered three. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because the the next episode is the last episode we recorded. Yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of that, but uh, we keep referencing uh, Andrea as a chick, and it's a dude. <laughs> and we yeah. found that out right after we ended the episode. So yeah, anyway, that guy, uh, he's a great fucking artist. He just does that weird um, spotlight thing sometimes that doesn't make sense in certain panels, but then also totally works in other panels. Yeah, like the way it starts off with Angel on that splash page. Yeah, it's so fucking intense. Yeah, it looks awesome. And then all the little, it kind of looks like his, I mean, it's not the blades, but it almost looks like the blades from Archangel flying out. Yeah. And they make panels of people's faces, so that's pretty dope. I think they kind of gave him the blades back. I think he kind of does use, but they're like fire feathers or some shit. Oh, okay. 
was about to say, he does have two blades. Yeah. That he lost. That he never uses again. Yeah. He pawned him. Did we bring up yet that he's four times weak to rock? (laughs) (laughs) I think you did. I think that got deleted. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's four times weak. For those Pokemon (laughs) X-Men. Hit that demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's making me so mad we missed that joke. All right, anyway. Uh, uh, It starts with Laura having a nightmare of Angel because he got all cosmic-y with the Black Vortex. Um, And and that sounds as sexual as I meant it. (laughs) (laughs) That's been really good, huh? (laughs) And and, uh, she wakes up (laughs) <laughs> she, she wakes up to Cyclops just giving her like the finger guns like hey you okay he's being a total creep he learned that from his dad he learned the finger guns from his dad oh he learned other fingers so <laughs> I mean with that mustache Corsair is just giving finger guns to everybody yeah I feel like his mustache gives the finger guns <laughs> <laughs> like if you zoomed in they kind of curl a little bit and then there's a little curl no like his, his mustache and biggins like Miss Marvel's hands and he's like oh yeah He's that dude from, uh, what's that called? Acme? Like, that dude with the humongous mustache from those cartoons. Oh, um, I was thinking Bobo 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 or whatever, that anime one. <laughs> where he had the crazy mustache, but I figured you guys wouldn't get it right away because it's anime, so. Oh, how do I, I know exactly oh, who you're talking about. That's what he was yeah, saying, right? I oh, know exactly. You Sam? Yeah. 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 That mustache can get finger guns. Yes. He's seen that. It turns out the guns that he has the whole time, they're not even guns, they're just his hands. I would I would wager that there's definitely a picture of him somewhere with his mustache holding the guns. <laughs> Probably happened, yeah. Uh yeah, so anyway, she has that nightmare and Cyclops is there, and if you remember uh early on in the all new X Men series, they kinda had a connection and she was upset that he left. Well, they were all kind of upset that he left. Yeah. <laughs> just then, I, fu- I just found out I'm not an orphan. Yeah. So I'll see you guys. Like, how can you be mad at that? Yeah. How can you be mad with that guy with the mustache? And then also he was like, because Bobby's there too. And Scott was like, you guys are all just mad at me because I left with my dad. And he's like, oh, is that who that guy was? Thought you just ditched us for some dude with the mustache. Because I totally would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Iceman understood. He's probably jealous. <laughs> probably. It's like, oh, man. Seen him in the, that skin-tight suit and the, the earrings. Didn't invite me. <laughs> Scott, I'm having weird feelings about your dad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, Scott's dad's too into pussy. <laughs> anyway, so Laura's mad at him, and he's like, well, they say you were, pretty, you were hurt pretty bad, which also, clearly not, right, because she's better right away. And then... Well, she was bad for a while, considering she has a healing factor. They were carrying her around and stuff. But not that long. Because think what just happened is they were all on the moon. They were fighting the uh, the Slaughter Lords, right? The, God, uh, I'm so sick of that name. Yeah. Um, they were fighting the Slaughter Lords. The other uh, heroes who end up submitting to the Black Vortex get the power. And they fuck off, basically. Because they're like, well, we're better than you and all that. They only get away from the Slaughter Lords because... Christopher Summers and them show up and they like take them in. So they're kind of hiding from the Slaughter Lords. The Slaughter Lords are still on the moon. Because they're on they're on the moon looking for them. They're cuz they um 
there was some some like giant blast that attacked all of them. I'd have to go back to the first part and really do that. Um, you can go listen to the episode. I don't. Well, yes, yes. You can go listen to the episode if you want to know what it is. That is out already because yeah. if you hear this, that means part one's out already. But also at the moment of recording this, part one is out already. That's why there was no episode last week. Yeah, because we're illfully unprepared. So honestly, like I'm trying to make it make sense because it doesn't make sense, right? There's no reason. It. There's no reason for them to go back to the moon. It's just a fucking moon. Nothing's there. Jeez. <laughs> you fucking you actually idiot. just made me mad. <laughs> Check it. <laughs> you, act, you, you actually just made me mad. <laughs> it's the only reason you go to the moon or why. But No, according to Futurama, there's a theme park. Is there? Yep. On which one? The moon. They're all the same. <laughs> what they, Except for Endor. Well, the forest moon of Endor. What they want is the Black Vortex. The other heroes who submitted took the Black Vortex with them, and then Ronan just showed up, murked them, basically. They just, just rained missiles on them. Is that what they want? Stole the Vortex and took off. What they really, really want? Yeah. They'll tell you what they want. What they really, really want. Well, no, they just rain missiles on you and take what they want, what they really, really want. No, they don't they, tell you. I thought they really, really want a Ziga Ziga. You were trying real hard to force that joke and you did it. I, are you proud of yourself? Yes, because... <laughs> fucking... I, I, fucking just because I saw you die. Spice Girl's over here and Moon Cheese over here. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds, right? God damn it. No, but... Spice they... Girls and Moon Jeans sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the... Like, they're with the Stargammers right now. There's no reason for them to go back to the moon. So, I don't know why they do. Because when they decide to split up in part... So, <sighs> first to get through some stuff, while they're on the ship, there's the reunion with Scott. Scott's like, is everyone mad at me? Yeah. Gene mad at me, yeah. Laura's like, you need to go fix that. He goes to go talk to Gene. Um, her, him and Gene realize, well, we're different than what we were. And they go to kiss. Because, like, this whole time they've been in the present, there's been this animosity between the two of them because they find out they get married. They Like, before Scott's even told her he likes her yet, you know? Um, I mean, obviously she knows because she... Well, no, she didn't even know yet because she didn't have her psychic powers until they got to the present. So they were just... She, she knew. All the guys liked her. Right, okay, but... No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say she all didn't the know guys. To what <laughs> she didn't know to what extent. And so she suddenly right. finds out like all this stuff about their future, and so does he. You know, He finds out he becomes a radical who kills Xavier, supposedly. Well, he, he killed quote, Xavier. But finger quotes. Radical finger quotes. Um, and she finds out she died like 70 times. And Finger quotes is dead. also what Cyclops' dad calls the, his process of charging people. Because he gives them finger quotes. <laughs> For everyone listening, obviously, because we don't record this video yet, Tony just <laughs> took his hand and then took his middle two fingers and just kind of diddled them in a come-hither motion. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> God yeah, damn it. You figured that out. <laughs> It's 7.50 if you were wondering. <laughs> oh, anyway. 
so Scott and Jean, they're like, well, we both have experienced new things. And we're different people than who those people were <laughs> when like, they grew up. Let me experience the actual challenges. So, <laughs> so Scott, because Scott says you look great, uh, and then she's like, I can read your mind, and he's like, yeah, you still look great though, and she's like, oh, so do you. And then they they're about to kiss, and then of course Beast shows up, and he's all like, not sorry to interrupt, which also, dick. Yeah, he was a jerk. He, like, like on purpose. Like, so much shade. He waited. He waited until they were about to kiss just to uh, pop his head in there. Yeah. So, Devin's allergic to cats, and there's a cat that won't leave him alone <laughs> no, right now. No. So, uh... Yeah, everyone seems to hate Scott right now. <laughs> and, meanwhile, Thane is talking to Mr. Knife. Goddamn, such a bad name. Uh, with Ebony Maw in his head and all that. Um, and Thane decides, like, you know what? You promised me this power of the Black Vortex. You're not coming through. It's your son getting in the way of it. I'm out of here. And he dips out. You know, I'm surprised people actually call him Mr. Knife. It'd be one of those things, like, dude, I'm not calling you Mr. Knife. It's like, <laughs> come come on. on! Call me Sinjor Knife. Because <laughs> he really wants to be called Mr. Knife, but he's got no mask on. He's... You can't come up with your own nickname. Yeah. He's yeah. just son. <laughs> just fun well he's he started no, with, he started fun. with called me blade and they were like no, no. And he's like what about laser and they're like no and he's like mr knife and they're like, fine well he found out blade was already taken yeah so and he was he was gonna give him a piece of his mind for taking it and found out blade was black and was like i'm just gonna check my privilege <laughs> <laughs> and then walked away he's like i'll just go with mr knife uh so anyway uh the slaughter lords are on the spartax moon looking for all the heroes because they don't know that they were rescued by the star jammers which they don't even really show you that the, how they got rescued they're just on their ship because i remember before then they get hailed by uh like cyclops calls them like hey you guys need help and then like that's it and they're already on the ship so like somehow they escape the moon to there Maybe magic. She teleports and does magic. And they they used her powers so broken and stupid in this book. They work and they don't work and they work and they don't work. Well, she's just will choosing when she has got the power. She just she's down there. I got the power. (laughs) (laughs) But no, she's just picking and choosing when to use it. She's like, yeah, I got my powers. They're not working. (laughs) I can't do that. She's just actively being an asshole to the rest of them. Who told you I can teleport? And then teleports away without them. (laughs) So, anyway... She's that mad about being used as a bus that she'll put life in danger. No, it's a bus full. They're, they're trying to hatch a plan to uh, get away from the Slaughter Lords and find the cosmic uh, Black Vortex-powered heroes who have who they believe have the Vortex um, and get them to revoke the power. Which is a weird thing, too. That they think that you could just get rid of the power and they don't know that yet. Like, that's something that it's so annoying that later, uh, Gara, the elder of the universe, <laughs> um, is just like, oh yeah, by the way, you can give the gifts to the Black Vortex back, but only once! <laughs> like, what? So, uh, they're, they're trying to figure out that plan, and they get um, a call from 
a, a distress call from uh, Hala because the people they're trying to go and get to let go of the power are there destroying the Kree, uh, was it Crown World? Yeah, that's Hala. Yeah. I'm it's, just saying that's what it's called, like the, or the Throne World. Yeah, Throne World. Yeah. It's called from Ma. Well, yeah, they, they end up getting that too. So they, also, they, they drew Drax so skinny in this book. He's like, he like Peter Quill yeah, looks like a bodybuilder next to him. Like, Storm looks more built than Drax. <laughs> <laughs> so, they they get a distress call from Hala, and they also get a distress call from Ma Savage um, on the Spartax planet. Who it you know she's the one who runs the orphanage. Peter was sort of raised at because wasn't he twenty right when he yeah <laughs> he wasn't he just kind of like mooched there for a while yeah. Um, and it looks like she, like the fucking orphanage is being destroyed behind her. And it's Gara is in the background there. And you find that out in the next issue. And uh, they're like, okay, so we need to split up into several different teams here to, to handle these things. And so Scott was like, all right, well, I'll take a couple of the heavy hitters with me and head to the moon to sort of keep the uh, Slaughter Lords busy while... Uh, Kitty takes a, her group to uh, Spartax to see what's going on there with Ma Savage. And then Star-Lord and Gene uh, and Storm and them, they go off to Hala to try to solve what's going there. What do I feel like Corsair calls a ship the Shaggin' Wagon? Because <laughs> he guaranteed he does. Yeah, he definitely does. He definitely does. So, this is uh, when we get Iceman looking like Vin Diesel, though. Right. <laughs> he's got his eyebrow yeah. raised. He's totally Vin Diesel. Cyclops is fast asleep too. Yeah, so Cyclops just takes um, uh, Groot and Bobby with him. Yeah, the heavy hitters, which Iceman was like, "You mean me, right?" He's just like barely. It looks. Yes. It looks like Groot's giving Cyclops a hand job because <laughs> he's like leaning his head back. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what's. I mean, you guys are fucking making fun of these panels, but I actually love these panels. No, they're no, like, no. they're so great. Like, just these moments the, of when you see all these pilots just doing all the, the pilot shit. Like, the, the nuance art of. Looks really good, but nobody looks like themselves. I guess, but they're just trying to draw them from no, the I think they do. The only stuff. person who doesn't is Iceman, in my opinion, because he looks like Ben Diesel. I, I don't think Kitty and Captain Marvel look like themselves. I mean, I guess Nova also looks a little older, but, like, Star-Lord looks good, Corsair looks good, Cyclops looks like himself, just, he's either getting off or sleeping. <laughs> Better both. Probably. You ever had one of those nights? Where you're, you're having sex, but then also, <laughs> like, you're so tired? So it's like, a, a bit of both is happening? I was, my first thought was, like, Devin, they're called wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, Rocket looks like himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't look like himself. He just looks like a gerbil or something. <laughs> like a hamster in the front seat. <laughs> Although there is a page coming up that Cyclops looks like Bobby Hill with a visor on. <laughs> so anyway, they uh, they all decide to break apart, and um, Corsair is like, "All right, I'll be your pilot." Like, because Kitty's like, "I need a pilot to take us to Spartax," and uh, Corsair is like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Lucky for you, I offer mustache rats. <laughs> And then 
he has a moment with Scott where he's like, you sure you got this? He's like, yeah, I got this. We'll take care of Slaughter Lords, and then we'll meet you guys yeah. on Spartax. Spoiler alert, he doesn't have this. <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all. So they get they get on the moon, and they're looking around, and they're like, huh. And then Scott has like a an energy signature reading watch thing, and he's like, something's up over in that direction. And uh, Iceman's like, oh, I want one of those. And then they immediately start getting shot at by cosmic-powered slaughter lords. And then uh, Groot's, I guess, throwing roots at them. And Iceman pulls up a wall, and Scott starts shooting his optic blast. And he's like, nice! Like, what the fuck did either of the other two do that Scott's like, nice! (laughs) Everything you just said. This is a terrible team. What's nice about it? What's nice? The hail of gunfire you're under? Everything you've just said in the last three sentences sounds like a Sunny D commercial from the <laughs> 90s. I feel like it's whatever Groot said. Because he was like, I am Groot. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> he said some ridiculous stuff and Cyclops understands. He's like, nice. It's the only thing that explains... Sick burn, He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you are funny. That's what you are. You know, that's the real reason why Bobby's so irritated with the group this whole time. Is that Scott thinks he's funnier than Bobby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Slaughter Lords, they overwhelm Cyclops, Groot, and Iceman. And then they come over to them. Well, actually, it's the one weird one fucking does that thing where, like, he throws gas at them and puts a bubble around it. And so they sort of like suffocate kind of like they, they get, get knocked, knocked out, out. Yeah. yeah um and then they go over there and the one with the sword just boots cyclops in the head which that was a dope panel because like cyclops gets up it looks like his head and then uh to blast and he gets a boot in the face yeah and then it shows his like light blinking out which is his eyes you know like he's going unconscious um and then the slaughter lords obviously say like oh don't kill them because <laughs> mr knife wants them alive <laughs> It's such a stupid name. Now that you said Cyclops looks like Bobby, and then he's like yelling Bobby, so I'm picturing him hanging up. <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> I was thinking what he's like with Cyclops, because in the picture where he looks like Bobby Hill, he uh saying like, oh mine! <laughs> but I picture him going, that's my purse! <laughs> Scott's just shooting. I don't know you! <laughs> um. So yeah, the next chapter is guardians team up uh number or whatever the fuck because i didn't actually write down the number three yeah yep that one (laughs) and uh the vortex heroes are really fucking up the accusers what does vortex heroes sound like a power rangers ripoff it does does like it's like oh yeah there's the beetleboards and there's a samurai cyber squad and there's the vortex heroes hey, hey, hey hey don't start bad mouthing Power Ranger ripoffs. <laughs> I'm working Tattooed on teenagers <laughs> from Beverly Hills. And crazy enough, Power Rangers are themselves a Power Ranger ripoff. They just use that yeah, footage. They're a Voltron ripoff. Yeah. Which Voltron's just a ripoff of Ultraman. Oh, did you guys see that Ultraman picture? <laughs> that Ultraman cosplay? Is yeah. so great? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, they're there. The, the, uh... The Vortex heroes are there uh, in orbit of Hala, just beating the shit out of the, the accuser corpse. 
Um, or core, core, right? It's yeah. Silent. Yeah. Yeah. And which is weird because they were like already, right? Like Andreas set such a dramatic tone artistically. That's just gone. It's basically Scooby Doo right now. It really is. It's like so dramatically different. And so the accusers are getting beat by You're these guys. You're talking about classic Scooby-Doo or simple plan Scooby-Doo? Uh, what's new? All right, yeah, so simple plan Scooby-Doo. Okay. And they, uh, the, what's their face? The yeah. heroes who showed up to help at Hala are also trying to help the accusers and they're getting, getting beat up. And the accusers look dumb as heck all showing up on their... Flying snowmobiles, though. Well, they aren't they always dumb as heck, though. I guess when when it's just Ronan, it's cool. But then when it's everybody, it's like, come on. I mean, their job title is like pretty much Tattletale. <laughs> it just looks like those. Not even though. Not even Tattletale. It's like, uh, fucking preemptively like, ooh, I bet you did that. Like. They did this. They're like, we think that they did this. The like, accusers and the nickname that you get in middle, like, or middle school or elementary school, if you're the kid who keeps farting and saying it was other people. <laughs> I guess accuser is like Tattletail, really. Yeah. The yeah, but, are interchangeable. But it's all allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but can't <laughs> they pass judgment? Sure, they but they just be the, the judgers. But they are, aren't they? Can't they also, like... Has the judgment like a no because they 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 bring they uh they bring them to the supreme intelligence yeah and then they they carry out punishment but they don't like set judgment on anything they can't choose right then like they, they're yeah. like ooh zordon because <laughs> the supreme intelligence is yeah. basically uglier zordon yeah or the face uh, of Bo. both the uh, there's no good combination of zordon and face of Bo. So. face of zordon it's not good. It's not good. No, <laughs> but it's the best funny about that. But, uh, yeah, they basically just bring them in, tattle on them. But all they should have to do is say allegedly. And it should be it. They don't well, <laughs> they're, they're not trying to evade slander charges. Well, it's just accusations. Yeah. That's my point. They're the accusers. Not the we seen you did iters. <laughs> <laughs> So that's headcanon now. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, Ronan he wants to use the Black Vortex to be able to fight these other heroes who are not being heroic right now, because they're destroying a planet. Um, and he wants to use the Vortex to be able to fight them, and so all the heroes that came to Hala to help sort this out are like. They're not even a unified front, is what I don't understand. Like, what are they there for, really? They should have talked about that before they went in front of the Supreme Intelligence. Because uh, Peter's all like, yeah, use the Vortex. And Storm's like, no, don't use the Vortex. He's like, but you came as a group to do a thing. You don't even know what you're doing. And then uh, the Supreme Intelligence is like, look, we have a better chance of surviving. Like, he goes through the whole calculations thing. But we have a better chance of surviving without using the Vortex than we do with using the Vortex. So, no. And Ronan is all butthurt, walking away. And then Star-Lord goes to Ronan. He's like, hey, man, are you, if you had the chance, would you seriously use the Vortex? 
And then he goes, acts all wacky in a really dumb way. Uh, like he's going to submit to the Vortex so that the other accusers guarding the Vortex uh, capture him and drag him away. And while they do that, Ronan submits. Which is weird because I don't know why Ronan needed the cover. Yeah, he's obviously in trouble anyway. He jumped in the Vortex. Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, submitted to it. who would have questioned Ronan walking up to the Vortex? He... Also, he, he looks like such a bad boy. Like, not a bad boy. Bad boy. A sad <laughs> boy. Such a bad boy. <laughs> he looks like such a sad boy walking yeah. away after yeah. they tell him no. Shoulders slumped, yeah. head down. Yeah. yeah. He's like like the he, Incredible he, Hulk music's playing. Behind he him. looks like he was just told he has to finish his dinner before dessert. Yeah. And he really doesn't want to eat it. He doesn't like Brussels sprouts. Well, daddy told him no. He's mad. Exactly. And they know he's been trying to feed the food to the dog. Uh, so anyway, uh, he submits and it basically just gives him bigger armor. He just looks juggernaut-ish. Well, he turns into a surfer dude as well. You're right. Righteous. Juggernaut. He does say right. joke again. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so. My favorite part. <laughs> so while that's happening. He's air guitaring his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. While that's happening. He uh, kind of is. <laughs> It, the All story so metal. The story <laughs> shifts back to Ma Savage on Spartax, and she's shooting at Gara, and it doesn't at all look like what the last issue showed. Everything is fine. The orphanage is intact. Gara's just sort of standing on the roof, getting <laughs> she, shot at. She had like a zoom filter. Or zoom filter. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like her filter's just set to apocalyptic background. Yeah. <laughs> so my bad guys. I didn't know that that was still up. Oh, that's like uh the Facebook photo filters. Like I found yeah. that Baywatch one, it's so great. <laughs> I threw it up on mine. Uh it it being like an accident reminds me of like how people keep on forgetting to change their zoom name. So like yeah. one woman on Twitter said that she Forgot to change hers for a work meeting, and it said "big titty bitch." It's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> great. Fucking own that shit. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Ma's shooting the fuck out of Gara, and Gara's just like kind of ignoring it. And then, um, so Kitty shows up with Laura and uh, Venom, and and all these heroes that really are not gonna matter the rest of this story. Yeah, and and Agent Venom does. The only thing he, he he's done in this whole story is he like pews. he's like I got this and he pulls out two big ass assault rifles and starts shooting at Gara and they do nothing. And that's all he's done this entire story. No, he also has made me sad. <laughs> he's I, also broken your heart. Yeah, by not doing anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Gara just like deflects them all. She does like the windmill staff thing and just bounces all the bullets away and. Drops down and then does the whole introduction again. I am Gara, uh, elder of the universe, and I'm yeah. here to destroy the Black Vortex. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> yeah, basically. She's a uh, Anigo Montoya. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we shift over to uh, Thane. He goes back to his uh, flock, which have all been slaughtered. And he even goes, who could have slaughtered my people? Not even people, flock. He keeps saying flock. And he cries. And then... (laughs) What the flock happened here? (laughs) And then in the foreground, you see one of the slaughter lords. Like, 
Just to show, like, prove that, like, oh, okay, Mr. Knife slaughtered the fucking flock. Yeah. And one of his flock is somebody who looks exactly like Yondu. Or is Yondu. Or... His sister. Yeah. I guess, yeah. It has the weird fin head thing. Um, Racist. What? Yeah, that whole race has that fin head thing. You calling it weird is offensive. Apologize. No. <laughs> no. Fuck those fin heads. Whoa. <laughs> I'm saying it. Devin does not speak for this podcast. Yeah, saying it loud and proud. Fuck those fin heads. We just lost like half of our listeners. I know. <laughs> all of our listeners are fin heads. <laughs> Jesus. I don't like their kind. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> They're raping our towns, burning our women, making all the bears gay. Well, they rated our podcast. Good, so we got a five out of five from the Finheads. I like it. Finheads are just the Star Wars fans that are really upset that Ray was the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so they just show that to show that Thane gets all mad, uh, and he goes back to uh, Mister Knife. Ronan, on the other hand. Now that he's all pumped up full of Vortex juice. <laughs> Name of a sex tape. <laughs> Beats the fuck out of the other like Vortex heroes. And there's a point where like Beast has done really nothing. He's just doing a crazy like huge simulation that he, like, he's building of the time space continuum of the universe. He's doing math. Basically, Basically the thing he always does. Yeah. Uh, while... Angel and uh, Gamora are the only ones actually doing anything. And I was thinking about this. Gamora's powers aren't that great either. She just got super pockets. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. She's got cosmic also, pockets. <laughs> first like, of yeah, all. <laughs> first of all, convenient. Like, how great would those be? Also. <laughs> but, like, the problem is that anybody can reach into her pockets and pull out swords. Yeah, because that happens. Yeah. What if you just pulled out like the wrong thing? It wasn't a sword. <laughs> just pulled out a vibrator. <laughs> oh my god. So like, this my personal stuff. Stay out of my pockets. It's this is a dumber joke, but like you they grab in there and there's like a little piece of cloth that comes out and keep pulling it and it's just more and more cloth. You know what better than what I was thinking was that you literally pull a hot pocket out of the pocket. She's saving that for later. <laughs> she just has like a microwave oven like in there and they just, you know. See, I don't know why I thought a fish. Pulled out fish? a whole salmon. She goes for a sword, it's a fish. Also, name of a sex tape? My Cosmic Pocket? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are, you, what are you filming that? <laughs> um, That's a deep butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, more with over here is Surfer Ronin. So, yeah. Surrender or face the hammer of justice. <laughs> That's totally what he calls his penis. <laughs> um, anyway, Beast, he finally finishes his weird uh, algorithm thing. And he's able to see all of space and time and is like awestruck at the beauty. And then realizes it's broken. And then realizes he broke it. Which everybody's been telling him <laughs> yeah. that. It, but really... It was, he, he, like, I read it, the second time I read it, it was like, he realized it's six inches <laughs> all along. 
he realized the truth is yeah. you can't measure from the butthole. And that's only after the lips that pops out. And you know, because he's an animal, so the butthole's actually pretty high up. Like he, he's one of those dudes who like <laughs> shits on the back of the toilet. <laughs> oh, and then just leaves it there. I think it's technically next episode too, where I reference that. Uh, yeah, he has ten inches, but he measures from the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is when he he realized it. Yeah, it's uh, so confusing recording these episodes in different order. Well, he needed cosmic awareness to understand that he was an idiot. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, I mean, pretty that's, how, that's how full of himself he is. Um, and so the vortex heroes realizing that, uh, well, one broke all of time that his dick is barely average, um, and then the other two. That they're no match against Ronan, they decide to leave. Gamora does just stab him right through the chest, though, and he he takes that shit like a champ. What happened? Right. Someone tickled him. Like he's fucking fine. Like it obviously hurts him in the panel, but then he's fine. So yeah, that's that's the end of that. Like, does he just not die? Cosmic pockets. How does that explain his chest? It went to the pocket. It didn't go to his chest. What? He's got like a, like you a shirt up pocket. The pocket. It goes through him. From his back through his chest. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is she, like, she hit him with one of those swords. It's like, uh, those stupid, remember those fake arrowheads? Like, you put on your head and it makes it look oh, like it you have an arrow yeah. through your head, but it's actually just, like, a, a headband. Like, she just hit him with that sword. It like and retracts stuff. into itself when she stabs him, and there's a secret panel on his back that shoots out a sword. I mean, they're cosmically enhanced, doesn't take much uh, explanation other than that. Speaking of things that retract, I just bought this dope ass uh, stick thing for painting. It's like a superhero weapon. Like, you push a button, and you pull the thing, the, the handle back, and it shoots forward. Like, the inner pole shoots forward. You're going to poke your eye out with that. Oh, I'm poking someone's eye out with that. It shoots or you pull it out? Both. You pull and it shoots the other thing forward. It's insane. You guys don't shoot when you pull out? (laughs) Because that's that's what you're supposed to. We've already established I don't pull out. That's that's why I'm having twins. Yeah. Which that's, I guess, your announcement on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Conceived on two separate days. (laughs) Fuck yeah. With the Aaron, I'm sorry. The same woman. <laughs> with the same woman. It's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's not two women, and you're like, no, no they're twins. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy number twenty-five, the next chapter. That uh, cosmic power though just made uh, Ronan like super chunky. He's the same height, but how much he's width just thicker. Yeah. he gained? Girth. Girth. <laughs> is that girth? Very girthy. Yeah. He looks like he's five foot five. Speaking of girthy, <laughs> the first page of this is Beast crying because he realized he doesn't have It's all girth. <laughs> it is, though. Why does it, it's all girth sound like not only a, a sex tape? But also, for some reason, like a 90s sitcom. I was going to say a country album. <laughs> that too. <laughs> you know, I got to say that uh, we were just in that art. Mike Mayhew drew that. And uh-huh. that dude is a, an amazing artist. Well, like he dropped the ball there. 
He does some really good cover work. Also, I think it's just the juxtaposition, right? Like, Andrea had such a dope, intense art style, and everything was being built up, and then it just all dissipated. Yeah. It was all very, like, like almost boring after that. That happens with events, I feel like, because that's happened previously, too, where one artist is super, like, just feels intense and more serious, and the next artist comes, like, cartoony. It's like, well... Yeah. If it's not playing to the story, it's really bad. It like the X-Men annual, right? Like, that's not necessarily my favorite style, what they did early on when they were... It was, like, that retro style with Scott when he was in the early X-Men uniform and he stopped the fucking robotics dude. Uh, he... Like, that style isn't my favorite, but the fact that it was meant to be used as, like, this is the past versus the LaRocca's present was awesome. It made yeah. it so much better that they juxtaposed, uh, juxtaposed those two things. And in an event like this, it's just, oh, whatever artist is on that book has to pick up the slack for those epi- uh, issues. Well, I think my favorite example of that is in uh, Immortal Hulk, there's a book where there's five different artists on it. Yeah. There's the main artist and then... The story is uh, the same story told from four different people's point of view. And every person's point of view has a different artist on it. So it sets the tone for how they saw everything. Yeah, it shows their biases and their perspective. Yeah, because there's like a woman who is like, thinks of the character as like super hot. So it's all in like a romance uh, looking art style. But then there's a guy who's like freaked out and then it's, uh, in like uh, a horror drawing, and then I think isn't there like a drunk guy, and the, the art's real shitty. Yeah, like purposely. Um, and that's that's again that's a perfect example of using the styles to portray a certain narrative. Like they add to the story. In a case like this, it's it's just the opposite. It's uh, all right. Well, you're the artist who just happens to be on that book. Uh, do what this what's supposed to be happening here, and it's like they obviously weren't looking at the other person's work. Like, even in something like Hots and Pox, when we covered that, right? You had uh, Pepe and Silva. Pepe Silva. And they were doing all that dope stuff of, like, doing their own, like, the same panels the other one was doing. Or they'll, uh, like, one fight scene, like, one scene, they'll recreate that same scene in theirs. And also, they just happen to have two styles that are really similar. So that was a great idea, too. Marvel's doing a way better job now with their events. Yeah. Usually getting like the same person or at least the same person for an arc of a story and then a new person for the next arc of that story. Marvel seemed to have really shitty communication between all of their workers between like 2013 and then like 2016 or 17. I don't know much about whatever else is going on, but I feel like it has to do with Hickman right now. Everything's more unified in the X-Men universe. Well, they, or it was at that they post on Twitter all the time now that everything for the X-Men... Uh, every single book that they do, they have one gigantic Zoom call, and they all figure out what's happening in their books together. Uh, so, like, they'll always post a picture of, like, oh, we're, we're on the Zoom call right now, blah, 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 all of us going over X-Men. Yeah, and I think it expands beyond X-Men, though. Like, having just read the uh, the Empire books, right? Like, those are all the same artists as on those books. And you have different artists on the side books, but they're also keeping an intensity... That's, you know, congruent with the intensity of that part of the story as it's going on. Yeah. So, they're they're just doing an overall better job. And it's not, like, the vibe of the book doesn't change so dramatically because someone else is drawing it differently. Like, the Moss Savage thing really is so bizarre to me. Yeah, it was weird. 
Uh, I mean, that was a great filter joke. But, you know, like... it you no prize. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it really is jarring how one person sets a tone and the other person is just like, nah, she's just like on the roof getting shot at like she's a raccoon or something. I feel like they just must just pass notes, like no art is interchanged or nothing like that, so you don't know actually what's going on. But yeah. Ma's in trouble. We gotta help Ma. Yeah. Every time I... All I think about is that dude yelling about his cat. Ma, a strange cat is here again. See, I always think of uh, Wolf Ferrell. Like, <laughs> in Wedding Crashers. It's like, Ma, the meatloaf! Because <laughs> every time they say Ma, it's always like with an exclamation point afterwards. They're yeah. always yelling it. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, Beast's crying. Maybe like a little bitch. Definitely like a little Definitely bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's realizing it's Augur. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely singing Fergie to himself. <laughs> he's good. Big girls don't cry. <laughs> yeah, he's probably gonna hit up Chad. Um, <laughs> get some pointers. Gamora shows up. She tries to cheer him up. Realizes this is kind of a lost cause. And uh, then you have uh, the this this is weird to me because this this issue felt like they didn't just make the issue before it. Because you have the other heroes, like back on Hala, they're talking to the Supreme Intelligence. The Supreme Intelligence is like, yeah, uh, Ronan's a traitor. Right? Like, Ronan just saved you all from the wrath of the other uh, Vortex-powered heroes. Because they were fucking pissed off and they wanted to get this Vortex, and Ronan just stopped them from taking it. Meanwhile, like you had, uh, they're basically advocating to get the Vortex back from the Supreme Intelligence to use it to take away the power that the other, that those heroes have. But they don't even know that it can do that. Yeah. Like, that's the weird thing. Well, I mean, you think the Supreme Intelligence would know. Yeah, and he's saying no. Yeah. Like, the Supreme Intelligence is like, it's too dangerous. No, you can't have it. It's going to be locked away forever. So, in a way, you should think that the heroes would agree with the Supreme Intelligence right now. Yes. Take it away. Forever. I mean, because they think even, he bullshitting. I guess. But it, that's weird, because Carol's like, hey, ain't I your pal? Like, aren't we cool? Aren't we, like, best buds? Like, aren't I a good Cree? Like, listen to me and let me take the Vortex out for a spin. Get these guys' powers back to normal. Which or whatever. at this point it was never said that they can get their Exa- normal selves back. Exactly. Which is what I don't understand about... Does, in fact, to this point, the reader knows that it's supposed to be permanent. Because that's all the exposition that's been shared from Gara's story. That every time... Uh, what's his face? Uh, the writer of the story. Uh, Humphreys? Humphreys, yeah. Shout out to him. You fucking suck. <laughs> uh, every time... He references, he goes back and references her story and how the Black Vortex originated. It's it's this permanent thing. It's this cosmic power, and they just are what they are now. Like you submitted, it's changed you. Yeah, destroyed their world. Like why not just exactly? Uh, and she knows too because she's like mad at the so she knows it's a bad power. It's like well then why not reverse it? Yeah. So but so what I'm saying is the reader. Is under the impression that you can't reverse it. 
So the heroes wanting to reverse it with it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially if they're talking to the Supreme Intelligence. Like, you would have thought the Supreme Intelligence would have been like, yeah, Ronan, use it, and then give the power back. But it, it didn't, and it should know about it. So, because wasn't it like, out of all the brains I got, eight of them know about the Black Vortex or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I'd also see him, though, not trusting Ronan to give the power back. But he's going to take the power back. Oh. <laughs> Just do that <laughs> to the other people, then. Either way, they start arguing um, with with them there and end up starting a fight with the Kree so that uh, it, causes a, it causes a distraction. Nova grabs the Black Vortex. He takes off. As soon as he uh, gets out into the air, though, there's a bunch of Kree soldiers there telling him to give the Vortex back. And then right away, the Slaughter Lords show up and steal the vortex away from uh, Nova. And he yes. falls down because yeah, Misa takes the vortex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her name is Misa, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, looks like uh, Archangel Man. <laughs> kind of. Um, just with that stupid uh, Shiar hair. Because isn't that's the one that's the Shi'ar that uh, submitted to the vortex? Who who had that idea, by the way? Hey, what if her hair was like a pyramid? Yeah, I don't know. Like that's gotta be so inconvenient. It's feathers. Is it feathers? Yeah. No. Oh. It, it just looks like hair. Did Stan Lee do it? No, I don't think so. Anyway. Claremont. Might have been Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he wasn't the artist. Well, because did the Shi'ar first appear in X-Men, or is that That's like everything first. else from space and they first appeared in Fantastic Four? I'm not sure. They were a big X-Men yeah. thing, though, the Shi'ar. Yeah. But, like, I mean, Black Panther's a big Black Panther thing, and he first appeared in Fantastic Four. <laughs> Black Panther's a big... Oh, yeah, he's a big Black Panther. But, I mean, in terms of, like, space things, it's not like X-Men is all, like, you know, Kree and Skrull. It's, like... Mostly Shi'ar. Yeah, but it, I'm just saying that like around the time that the Shi'ar were introduced, everything was introduced in Fantastic Four. Yeah, fair enough. But the Fantastic Four do seem to deal more with like scrolls and uh, Kree. Do they deal with Kree? More than Shi'ar. They, they're anything space. Yeah, I thought there was yeah scroll a lot for them too. All uh, Fantastic Four is just all sci-fi, so they deal with anything space. Aren't most all of these people all sci-fi? No, fantasy. A lot of fantasy. Tell that to Beast. <laughs> anyway. He's living a fantasy. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, he's been slapped with reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, there is there is that dope panel, though. Like, I like the, the fight scene, and I like how they have Drax just like... Because early on, too, when they're arguing with the Supreme Intelligence... He kind of is just like, well, you guys asked for it. Like, you did. Because the Supreme Intelligence um, talking to Carol is like, hey, you, it was uh, Guardian of the Galaxy and two human mutants, like Earth mutants, that did this to Hala. Like, don't think there's not going to be repercussions on your kind. Right. Um, and then uh, Drax was like, Whoa, 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 don't act like you didn't attack them first, like rain missile fire to take the vortex. Like you started it. They I mean, I'm not saying it was right, but they fucked you up because you fucked them up. 
and I'm all for it. That's what and, he makes yeah, <laughs> and then he starts fucking them up himself later. He because he just takes two of the accusers' hammers. I, I like how that was drawn, where he's just like busting accusers' heads with their own hammers, like double fisting it. They don't even weigh anything. And the uh, Shi'ar was first appeared in X Men '97. Dave Cockrum is to blame for the Featherheads. Cockrum. <laughs> <laughs> Cockram is a is definitely a poor name. <laughs> that uh that just reminds me of that uh that thing I sent you the other day that's like about uh, take the first four letters of your first name, the first four <laughs> letters of your last name, and you place them with fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy's name was uh, uh Jeremy Woodcock. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be fuck my fuckcock. Oh, I thought it would have been fuck my woodcock. No, because it's no, the last name too. Name oh. Woodcock was still just as bad. Yeah, they still work. <laughs> still works. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, Jean brings up Jean. that like <laughs> that she's got uh, the ability now to take psychic energy and turn it into like a physical energy, and she's like, "You're a pretty big brain in there, huh?" Yeah, I think a lot she just... of psychic power, and then she goes all uh, psychic saying on them. I think she just made that guy see his grandma naked in his head, so his eyes just (laughs) shot out of his face. Yeah, one of the accusers is doing some Cyclops optic glass. Basically, yeah. yeah. His eyeballs are all pale. I feel like he's just, like he's fully conscious, but he's like, I don't know what's happening! (laughs) And then things pick up. They they get real intense in this book. Um, The fucking Mr. Knife shows up, and his ships like shooting the fuck out of Hala and it's raining missiles there's that page that's really dope where the uh, missiles coming down are actually the borders between the panels and you see like everyone scurrying you see all the heroes running back to their ship to try to get off Hala while all this is happening uh they're like who's got the vortex oh uh fucking Nova has the vortex but Nova doesn't have the vortex because he got hit by Misa and she took the vortex. Yeah, Misa take a vortex. And he was falling with his helmet off. And so, you know, he wasn't powered, but he happened to catch it right in time. So he didn't get hurt. Um, and then through missile fire, the planet literally gets destroyed as they all try to escape. Misa gets on the ship, though, and she doesn't have the vortex. And Mr. Knife's like, where the fuck's the vortex? And she's like, Nova took it. And you see Nova's drifting in space where the planet was and the vortex is next to him. Um... Which, now, a weird thing, though, because they bring up, like, hey, what happened? Did the Vortex do that? Did the Vortex blow up a planet? No. It was missiles. Yeah. You experienced the missiles blowing up the planet. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah, what kind of question is that? Because later, and we, we bring it up in the next episode, like, it gets blamed again. They're like... The vortex was on Hala for how long? And then it got destroyed. The vortex destroys planets. No. Warships with giant missiles destroy planets. I think that was more of a metaphor, though. Like how they say that the mere presence of superheroes invites conflict. Like the presence of the mere on the planet invites conflict. So that's why the planet got destroyed. Yeah, but Mr. Knife wanted to destroy Hala anyway. He was all like, oh, this feels so good. <laughs> I like seeing That's a direct this quote. <laughs> I only wish I could see Zordon's face now. Well, <laughs> I think he whispered it though. He said, <laughs> "So good." Yeah, with very airy breath. Like fucking uh, 
James Franco in Spider-Man 3. He's eating the pie. Uh, so good. James Franco for Mr. Knife. Yes. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Nova, uh, he gets the vortex and he's just sort of drifting in space. And then, uh, it's kind of, it felt like an epilogue, to be honest. This yeah. next part. Because, like, the book's done, basically. but there's five more pages. Yeah. So, like, what happens next is Mr. Knife has Scott, uh, Bobby, and Groot in a prison in his ship. And he goes over to them and basically is taunting them. They do the whole, our friends are going to get us out of here. And Mr. Knife does the whole bad guy thing of, like, yeah, that's what I'm counting on. Because they got the vortex. I got you. I'm going to trade you for them. Well, it. Like, duh. What's the point? Do you watch anything with a supervillain? You're only alive because you're my bargaining chips. I'm Mr. Knife, bitch. <laughs> you know, we talked about these costumes before, and uh, I don't like that Cyclops is just blue. Like, full blue. Like Iceman's. Like, yeah, it's just different else, shades. Everybody else has their own color. Except for Cyclops, who's the same as Iceman. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know why they well, didn't go for probably because they knew he wasn't going to stay in the book. Yeah. yeah, but he leaves after like 25 or something issues like that. He's yeah, gone for not, like 10 issues. They're not in those suits that long. All new X-Men goes on for a while before they get the suit upgrade. Damn, I just, threw some yellow in there or something. I don't know. Or uh, giving them red. Yeah. But didn't, I think Angel got red, didn't he? Yeah. Fuck Angel, though. Make his all white. Give him yellow. Or like gray. I can see Angel wearing gray and white. That'd be cool. But Angel has a history of wearing, like, red suits. Like, red and white suits. Yeah, that was his original suit, wasn't it? Yeah. I think what it is is they expect... Iceman's gonna fucking ice up yeah, anyway. Up. So you're not gonna necessarily see him just in his suit. So it didn't, re- it didn't really matter. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because you could also just start complaining that, like, Laura's and Beast is similar. Yeah, but no. Yeah, Beast one's got foreign. tits and one's got a four-inch stick. Yeah. It's four now. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> I was thinking Laura's got both of those. Yeah, but <laughs> Beast has no dick. She's got no goggles. Yeah, I think it's a visor, right? Like he's, he's trying to be like, maybe it's the visor. That's what Jim likes. I think it's goggles. It's no, it's the 10 inches. <laughs> it's not the visor. <laughs> Alright, so... Anyway, that taunting happens. Um, and then, also... Magic... Uh... And what's his face? Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, they show up to Beast and uh, all the Vortex heroes, yeah. Gamora, Angel. They're like, hey, we need your help. Which is weird because, like, you were just fighting them. But they're like, we need your help in order to fight Mr. Knife and these Slaughter Lords and, and solve all this shit. Um, it's a pretty and- quick turnaround. That's part of the problem with all this, right? Like, it, whose side is anyone on? It makes who, who who what? It makes it's sense to me that the vortex heroes would change because he saw how much he was fucking up. Like, B saw how much he was fucking up, and could have like a change of heart scenario in that. Be like, oh well, well we're just further fucking up. But like, magic wouldn't know that. Yeah, and they also like. I think they were going to try to convince them to be on their side anyway, right? Like, that's why they went... Like, the original plan was Jean was going to talk to them because she thought she could get through to Beast. <laughs> she would have been like, it's okay, bud. 
I know his I know tendencies. <laughs> He's like, actually, Gene, I'm trying to get through you. <laughs> he would be the creep. Yeah. To look at like a teenage girl and be like, yeah, I'm game if you are. It's not the first time in this book that he's done that. Oh. I bet the older version of himself was doing it too. The one from the future that was all fucked up. Yeah. Oh, it was all chimera yeah, out. <laughs> he's like, gee, with time. It became <laughs> 10 inches. <laughs> I mean, it's sagging. It's 10 inches of hang. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier, though. Like he was I got all a time upset because he was using his black vortex powers and he saw his dick growing out. And it gets to the 10 inches, and he's like, yes! And then the power settles, and it's just all limp. <laughs> it's it's like, like, no. We, we spend way too much time talking about these things. It's, like, <laughs> it's like trying to put a marshmallow in a coin slot. <laughs> that just seems so hard. <laughs> that, no, that's the problem, Devin. Uh, it's not hard. <laughs> A marshmallow through a coin slot? Yeah. Like, it just, just mushes against the coin yeah. slot. What are you talking about? Because it's yeah, not hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I missed the double on time. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Gamora, oddly enough, is super nice to Rocket. And that creeps him out. So, he goes to talk to Beast. And they decide to help. So... Cut to Nova floating in space again, and the book ends. Yep. And there's a foot, just <laughs> a foot just floating by the mirror. All right, now unidentified. Part two ends with Nova, and it completely changes tone. So, which you know what I kind of respect because this was written by the writer of Nova, I'm sure. Uh, Duggan. Yeah. Well, so they were like, "All right, it's technically going to be Black Vortex, but I'm making a Nova book." What's I, I gotta check to reconfirm with myself because I think I feel like Jeff Loeb wrote this series. Well, he's he's uh he's reading it. He said it was Duggan. No, I know uh, Duggan wrote this book. Okay, but I thought this series was Jeff Loeb. Oh. Which is weird that, like... Duggan would randomly write a tie-in book to a series that Jeff Loeb was writing? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But they do that all the time, right? Like, uh, didn't What's-His-Face tie up, uh, New X-Men, um, uh, I, Austin? Like, for two issues before they transitioned to Astonishing? Well, yeah, because they were using them... They do that every once in a while where they'll have, like... But normally it's more than one issue. But, uh, actually, now I'm looking... Alright, it looks like it was written by, uh... It was written by Loeb for, like, a couple issues, I guess. And then Duggan wrote most of it. Okay. I didn't know they switched... Because Zeb Wells wrote some of it, too. That's weird. They had three writers by issue ten. Either way, my point is... What's his name? Sam something? Starts with an H? Alexander. Alexander. No, no, not him. Humphreys. 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 Sucks so many balls. <laughs> so like the, the Love to have you on the show. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> you know what? I don't, he might be gay. I don't know who Sam Humphreys is. If he is gay, he eats all the pussy. He does the thing that he would find gross. All the time with this. He... 
Because I every time I think back, every good part is written by someone else. <laughs> right? The the all new parts I liked a lot. That was Bendis. I liked this Nova part a lot. That's Duggan. Like you're really Duggan the Nova parts. Yeah, really uh, Duggan it. <laughs> uh, this so, Nova series is dope. Well, I really like the opening, the internal monologue of Sam Alexander as he's flying with the black vortex and he's talking about how he held the ultimate nullifier in his hand. He's like, "Oh, this looks like a piece of retro junk." Like. It's nothing till he saw it in action and learned to respect it. So he's like, I'm never making that mistake again. So meanwhile, this fucking mirror thing looks like a piece of junk. It's probably the most dangerous thing in the cosmos. So I have to make sure no one gets a hold of it. And then he has a moment where he looks at it. He's like, are you even worth it? And then the black vortex tries to seduce him with the thought of the power. With a chin strap. Basically, like that's the upgrade. That's a dangerous To be chin fair. Strap. He just lost his helmet in yeah, flight. Yeah. So <laughs> he dropped his helmet. This is what you need. <laughs> it's like an ad that pops up. Damn it. <laughs> also, as a quick side note, Nova's teacher in his book's name is Miss Jackson. And he apologizes to her when he's late for class. And his classmate asks him if he's for real. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Nova is looking into the Black Vortex, and the Black Vortex is showing him the power he could have. And he's like, oh, so I just gotta, like, touch you, and you give me all this power? And yeah, that's uh, all you gotta do. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. Uh, then you're hired. <laughs> and then he's like, wait, 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 I'm already a badass. I beat up the Hulk. I don't need this power. Matter of fact, he beat up Claw. Show me why I need this power instead. And so it shows him all the things he can do with it. He finds his dad. He, uh... Won't end up end up like Richard Ryder. It shows him what happened to the other Nova, and he's like, "Oh, that's all fucked up." But I still don't trust you. I'm still not going to do this. And he takes it all the way back home, and then it's like he, he gets home, he hides it under a mirror. His mom's like, "What's that? What are you doing?" And he's like, "None of your business." And he's like, "All right, I guess a boy has his secrets. Just don't have. Just please not be a sex doll. I guess. What's under the sheet? Nothing." <laughs> um. And then he goes to... I just gotta say, a Hispanic mom would not let that settle at that point. No. His no. mom is not a typical Hispanic mom. But she also <laughs> knows he goes off, he fights crime and space and whatnot. So. Yeah. But she, he can still face the chancla, if you talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> and uh, he, she uh, also is like, there better not be anything radioactive. The last time he brought something, it was like, fucking, you gave us cancer, or whatever. Yeah, he also, like, grabs a, bi- a giant space rock of like gold and just brings it to her because they're having money issues and she's uh, like I can't fucking spend this <laughs> like what do you want me to do with this well sell it obviously stupid it's gold you sell the gold you get the money you use the money people are gonna question where she got a radioactive space rock you space space <laughs> yeah that's my point they're gonna be like your kid is the one superhero in New Mexico I, I would bet the one who goes to space <laughs> and she's just gonna be like no uh, not that. <laughs> you know the pawn shops underselling it. <laughs> I don't think this is legit. It's five bucks. I'll throw in the TV. <laughs> it's a giant fucking space boulder. They take out one of those little monocle things to look at it. It's like, look at it, man. Just look at it. Like yo dirt. This is a turd. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, 
what's his fi- oh uh Mr. Knife lies to Thane so Thane goes to Mr. Knife and he's like my flock has been slaughtered and he's <laughs> Mr. Knife's like oh no it must have been those heroes who slaughtered them it's not like I know anyone <laughs> who, who slaughters <laughs> it must have been those mutants cause they are jealous of your purple skin and tight complexion glowing <laughs> <laughs> complexion <laughs> Like that silky hair. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> that that rigid chin. Stupid. It just goes on for five pages. <laughs> Basically. Not, you just find out Mr. Knife's actually in love with Thane. <laughs> Ripped abs. <laughs> he gets close to him and whispers in his ears. That <laughs> And then Maul whispers in the other ear, it is. <laughs> uh, so anyway. <laughs> but I feel like when he uh, when he bends down to whisper into his ear, he's like blowing in his ear. Like, oh yeah, super airy. <laughs> and he's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like though, like Thane would just be like, oh, coffee breath. <laughs> like it's just really bad. Um, but even then, like Thane questions him like, but, but why would they do that? And he's like, I don't know. They're from Earth. They're crazy. <laughs> like, the reasoning's so dumb and Thane just goes with it. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, Thane's just a big child, basically. Basically. Uh, anyway, so Nova, he hides the Black Vortex in his room. Then he has to go out for dinner, uh, like in the dining room. And then there's a knock at the door. His mom goes to the door and it's the collector and some lieutenant dude of his. And the collector's like, so you have something I want to buy. And I will give you, you all these jewels. Why'd you say that as Captain America in the post credit scene? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have my fucking... <laughs> so you have my fucking mirror. <laughs> anyway. Um, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you all this uh, space jewels for a down payment... Well, as a down payment for the exclusive bargaining rights and stuff for the, for the uh, Vortex. And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And obviously, Sam knows that he's up to no good trying to make trouble in his neighborhood. Deal. That dude you're going to do. And then he goes, he goes to the room, grabs the Vortex, flies off. <laughs> he grabs the Vortex, he flies off. Uh, and the lieutenant and uh, the collector notice that he takes off. And they're like, all right, we got to get him. And immediately try to kill the son of the woman they were just bartering with. So that's pretty fucked up when you think about it that way. Those were stun lasers. No. <laughs> no. Phasers. Uh, so they, he at one point like does a thing that was done to him actually when he had the Vortex and Misa was chasing him. And, or no, well, he was chasing Misa because Misa took the vortex from him. Because Misa chased fast, fast. Yep. <laughs> and, and Misa stopped, and so he went forward and shot him. And he basically does the same thing to these guys because he learns, you know? Yeah, quick learner. Yeah. Uh, and then flies straight for uh, Spartax. Meanwhile, on Spartax, Gara senses the black vortex presence, and she takes off from Ma Savage's place. Uh, and then Nova, on his way to Spartax, lands on Mr. Knife's ship. Dumb. 
Yep. For being a quick learner, this was the stupidest thing you could have done. Like, how do you, how do you accidentally land on a spaceship it's when a you're flying, aiming for a planet? It's a flying alien. Yeah. It's like the Akanti or whatever. He landed on that instead of the planet. Like, There's, how do you not see it as you're approaching? Oh, I mean, with Nova logic, he could have just set the coordinates and flew straight there. With his eyes closed? Yeah, because the Nova Force takes over and flies you there. Oh, right. He's an autopilot? Yeah. But still dumb. Take over his eyeballs or what? No, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's fucking sleeping. Got a couple Z's on there. He walked out. He landed. I just feel like it's like setting your GPS to take you somewhere. And then uh, you actively, instead of going to the driveway of the house you're, you're trying to get to, you just instead drive onto a tow truck. Yeah. Like, and then you open the tow truck like, Mom, I'm home. <laughs> like, how are... The tow truck driver murders you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he's been looking to kill you all day and you just drove right onto his truck. It's so stupid. Because uh, he's like, Star-Lord, hello. Yeah, because he's, he's trying to hail Star-Lord, I guess, on some sort of uh, comm system. And he gets a message from Star-Lord where Star-Lord's going like, Hey, don't go to Spartax. We're not there. You fucking are. Like, you specifically aren't, but then you get there seconds later. And Kitty still is. Like, you you have a group still on Spartax. You are on your way to Spartax. These guys, it doesn't even make sense how they're here because they were just at the uh, Kree homeworld. Like, they should be about the same trajectory as Star-Lord ship. And as fast as uh, um, Sam goes... Like, he rocketed all the way to Earth and then rocketed all the way to Spartax. I feel like he'd get there way before Mr. Knife's ship. Oh, he hit that jump gate. I, I don't know. I guess. It's just all super convenient for no... Exp- like, you know, there, there's no... Yeah. Like, logic doesn't even begin to describe it, right? I just want you to follow your own rules. Everything. And I you're fucking up your own rules. Like, you set your rules, and then you break your rules, and then you don't acknowledge that you set a rule that you just broke. It all has to be explained away because they don't do it. Yeah. It, did I mention this sucked? <laughs> I thought you said it was great. Uh, yeah, you loved it. <sighs> so I think with how sad Devin is, it's probably about time to wrap this episode. Yeah, well, oh, real quick. <laughs> the last thing that happens, Thane gets to the vortex before... Yeah, he gets a cool coat. Yeah, he gets to the vortex before... Uh, Nova can stop him, and then he submits, and he just gets a cloak. Uh, turtleneck? Shoulder pads? Yeah. I thought that was part of the cloak. Yeah, but you have to mention it, though. It's, like, way less cool if you don't bring up the turtleneck. Or are those his nipples that enlarge, like, ridiculously? They look like eyeballs, too. <laughs> yeah. Like eyeball nipples. And a W on his head. Because he's a winner. <laughs> I'm a winner! <laughs> He's got tiger blood. Like a whiner. <laughs> my flop. You know everybody mall probably told him that too. More like whiner. Uh, and you'd be winning if you went and checked out our social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We got those. Yeah. Everything is at Max Men Podcast. Hey, do you like shirts? <laughs>
You can buy them with our logo on The law requires you to wear one. So why not one that says Mexman on it? Yeah, never have to deal with that no shirt, no shoes, no surface ever again. Yeah. Or get a shirt, tie it around your face like a ninja, and you have a mask anywhere you go. Yeah. Just carry around an extra shirt. Do you remember doing that like in grade school? <laughs> like when you thought, when you learned that you could just take your shirt and instead of putting your head all the way through the like the head hole, right? You just kept it where right above your nose, and then you took the sleeves and you wrapped them around and tied it. Instant ninja. Or put your legs through the arm sleeves and then tie it around your waist. You almost got pants. It's kind of a diaper, but you just made Mexman pants. Uh, the link for that, uh, our T Public and our social media is all in the show notes. And that's for today. <laughs>